This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is the other side of midnight. It's that time of the week. It's that time of the morning. It is time for people, places, or entities that deserve a pat on the back to received one. receive one. It is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. I must begin with a posthumous commendation for... Sandra Day O'Connor. I'm not sure what I can add about Sandra Day O'Connor's life and work. Uh, she passed away at the age of 93 on Friday. She was an incredible person, an incredible, incredibly accomplished person, a pioneer in every sense of the word, a brilliant legal mind, whether you agreed with her decisions or not. And, you know, there were many times where I didn't agree with her decisions. But really, the responsibility of being the first woman on the Supreme Court may not sound like a big deal, but you really do pave the way for everybody that comes after you. You really do set a tremendous precedent, and uh, she did, I think, a, a perfect job. Her writing was very stellar. She made no bones about the fact that she might disagree with her colleagues in private, but she would never put that in printed opinions. She was always incredibly respectful, more so than many of her other colleagues. But the thing that I have to give her the the most credit for is this was a job she absolutely loved, meaning being on the Supreme Court. And one with extraordinary power because she was generally the swing vote on just about every 5-4 decision in the early to mid-2000s. She was, you could say she was the most powerful person in the country. But the fact that she chose 17 or 18 years ago to retire at age 75, when she was still very capable, doing a job that she loved, she did it because of the one thing that she loved even more, her husband. Her husband was having a difficult time and was beginning dementia and I think ultimately had Alzheimer's. And she chose to leave the Supreme Court to look after and take care of her husband. When she was in her intellectual prime, no one would have begrudged her had she chose to remain on the court and hired people to take care of her husband. But she wanted to spend this time with her with him because she always talked about how supportive he was of her. So an incredible woman and an incredible person. So a posthumous commendation indeed to Sandra Day O'Connor. May she rest in peace. I want to give a commendation to Dion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime. He is Sports Illustrated's 2023 Sports Person of the Year. 
Some people are taking issue with this because his team doesn't even have a winning record. I completely disagree. Deion Sanders, as he was when he was a player, both football and and baseball, he is the most exciting personality in sports right now. And he got to be that way without even having to date Taylor Swift. The interest that he has brought to Colorado, the team that he is coaching, is extraordinary. The turnaround that he has led of Colorado is extraordinary. What he's been able to do with merchandising is extraordinary. Honestly, I don't think I ever cared about college football until this season. Now I find myself checking to see what Colorado did every weekend. And I I never would have imagined. But it's all with this Deion Sanders story. He is the sports person of the year. Great choice by Sports Illustrated. And I want to commend this Girl Scout troop in California, which is doing incredible things. This girl, this California Girl Scout troop is has been created for members of the deaf and hard of hearing community. Troop 8542 is the only one of its kind, bringing together members who of the deaf community in a cohesive group. And it's the brainchild of uh, a Girl Scouts alumnus by the name of Natalie Westfall, who had the idea to create a troop centered on the deaf community and American Sign Language as, um, you know, her, her own child. Cooper, Cowper, excuse me, um, is, you know, hard of hearing. So I think this is great. I, I think the Girl Scouts teach so many great skills, and what they teach in terms of selling those cookies is great. And I find that th- when it comes to the deaf and the hard of hearing, there are so many things, especially for children, that they don't necessarily get to participate in. And this is a wonderful way to allow them to participate in a meaningful way in something that can add so much enrichment to their lives. And honestly, just might be a lot of fun. So I want to commend this particular Girl Scout troop. And I want to commend a six-year-old Mississippi girl who, by the name of Brianna Cook, who saved... Her mother. It's an incredible story. Brianna um, had been traveling to her grandmother's home with her mother, Yolanda. The mother was behind the wheel when her mother suddenly experienced a stroke and seizure. And all of a sudden, the young girl was quick witted and she called her grandmother, who told her to call 911. And sure enough, they they say that her quick acting saved both of their lives. Uh, as she stayed on the phone with 911 uh, the whole time until help finally arrived. And they were able to use the descriptions that Brianna gave her about what she was seeing and what roads that she was working uh, going on to find them. And this could have been a very scary situation. They just fell off the road. 
The mom couldn't wake up or respond, and they were able to get help to her quickly enough to very likely save both of their lives, at least, at the very least, her mother's life. So um, this is a very poised, impressive, and smart young girl. Very, very nice. All right, I want to commend the six strangers who helped a Michigan couple find a missing wedding ring. Marianne and Joseph Novetsky. Um, they're married, and Joseph's wedding ring was missing. And these six strangers came to their rescue. They've been married for 42 years, and uh, this... In early November, Joseph realized he lost his handcrafted wedding ring after doing yard work. And this gets shared to social media, who are help, and they're hoping that some people can help on a local level, specifically those with a metal detector to assist in combing through the yard. Dozens of people offered their assistance. So anyway, um, several of them came with metal detection devices... And they were able to find this ring eventually. And um, that's a very nice thing, that all these people were willing to help a couple they didn't even know just to find their wedding ring. And um, the couple says this has rekindled their hope, their sense of hope. That's very, very nice. I want to commend the three American climbers who have scaled Mount Genou, the north face of Mount Genou, without fixed ropes or oxygen. They're billing this as the greatest climb ever. This apparently, if you are if you know anything about mountain climbing, is far more difficult than reaching the summit of Mount Everest. But sure enough, these three American climbers, they shared a custom-made sleeping bag on a portable ledge dangling from a massive cliff high in the Himalayas. They were anchored to the north face of Mount Genou, one of the world's biggest, sheerest rock walls, and the void below them was 10,000 feet of thin black air. Can you imagine how scary that is? I can't. That's not something you'll catch me doing. But for their bravery... And for their athleticism, I want to give a commendation to Alan Rousseau and his fellow climbers, Matt Cornell and Jackson Marvel. Very, very impressive. A commendation to all three of those gentlemen. Uh, I want to commend Matilda Handy. Matilda Handy is a very, very interesting young person. Matilda Handy had the idea to create a um, post office box that would go to heaven. And this is a, um, you know, a a 10-year-old girl living in the United Kingdom. And I I think this is really just so interesting. So this 10-year-old girl's idea for this post box to heaven has now been rolled out nationally across cemeteries in the UK. So she came up with a suggestion after her uh, both her grandparents died and she wanted to still write to them. 
Her mother approached the Gedling Crematorium in Nottingham last year with the idea, and they heartily responded by erecting an old post box painted white and gold just in time for Christmas. And now this has spread nationally. So now you can write a letter to heaven and put it in that post box. I mean, maybe some people will say this is not a good thing because it doesn't people teach people to deal with loss effectively. I disagree. I think this is a, a great thing, and it's a great way to uh, keep the memory of your loved ones alive and at the same time encourage creative writing. It's, I think it's wonderful. And I want to commend the word authentic. That's right. Authentic is the word of the year. Authentic, um, I guess because of all the talk of artificial intelligence this year, uh, Merriam-Webster announced that authentic is their word of the year. Congratulations to authentic and everybody that is authentic and uses the word authentic. This is a tie. I want to give a commendation, a dual commendation, to the states of South Carolina and Missouri, two states that we are honored to air in, both of them. And a new study by Riley Clark has named these two states as the most festive states in the country in terms of holiday spirit. Both both states held a 4 out of 5 score in the study, and uh, both states scored well on uh, factors like holiday decoration, cookie baking, gift giving. Missouri and South Carolina proved that the holidays aren't a spirit, but a merry marathon. So there you have it. Uh, be curious if anybody's listening in those states, if you agree with that finding of number one in holiday spirit for Missouri and South Carolina. I want to commend Jim Leland. It was just announced yesterday that legendary baseball manager Jim Leland, who brought the Marlins a World Series title in 1997, although I think most of us probably remember most from his time with the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, and the Col- but he was also with the Colorado Rockies. But um, he is going to the Hall of Fame. He was um, the 23rd manager in the Hall of Fame. Um, and He also was the Tigers manager. I was negligent in not mentioning that. But this is a man that managed in Major League Baseball for decades. From 1986 to 2013... And he improved each of the teams that he managed. And that's, to me, the mark of a good manager. In fact, if I owned a baseball team, I would uh, absolutely hire him today. I was sorry that um, Lou Pinella and Davey Johnson didn't also get voted in, but I am happy for Jim Leland, and I am happy to give him a commendation. Penultimately, I must give a commendation to Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who performed the Heimlich Maneuver on a colleague of his, Joni Ernst, during a Republican conference lunch at the Capitol on Thursday. And, you know, she joked around about it afterwards, but she said, can't help but choke on the woke policies Democrats are forcing down our throats. But it was food she was choking on. And uh, Dr. Rand Paul... Saved, saved her. I mean, who knows what would have happened if he weren't there. I mean, maybe somebody else, else would have done it, but 
Lindsey Graham, who often spars with Rand Paul over policy issues, said it's a good thing he did. God bless Rand Paul. I never thought I'd say that. Senator Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, it was great that Rand was there. So, um, great news. And I think it's important for people to get Heimlich training so that you could do things like this. You saw Woody Allen saving um, Andy Stein's life recently with a similar incident. I mean, so important. My Uncle John saved my dad that way. My dad was choking on a piece of steak, and uh, he was able to do the Heimlich maneuver a couple of years ago and was able to uh, get the food cleared out of his throat. It's a big deal, very big deal. Uh, And finally, I want to commend Levi Williams. Levi Williams is forfeiting his last year of eligibility where he plays. He's a quarterback for Utah State, a very good quarterback. He's a junior at Utah State. He is leaving college and leaving an incredible collegiate football career. Why? No, not to go to the NFL. To go join the Navy SEALs. He is beginning SEALs training. So he said this decision, this is someone that was probably good enough to make it to the NFL. And um, at the very least, he would have started for his senior year at uh, Utah State, which is no small thing. So he said that the decision to apply for the Navy SEAL training was influenced in part due to his parents' and grandparents' legacies of serving in the military. William's mother served in the Army. His grandparents served in the Army and Navy. And he said, I just want to be in a spot where I can protect this great country where we get to play football with the freedom to do that. I think this is the best country in the world, so I'd like to keep it that way and protect it as long as I can. I mean, I think that is so inspiring. So inspiring. And um, he shared this this conversation that he had with his fiancée where he talked about wanting to join the military. And he said this is what was in his heart. He said he felt like God was calling on him. And she said, let's do it. That's awesome. I'm with you until the end. Her dad was in the Army, too, so she knows what how difficult military life can be on the family. So I think this is, this is an incredible athlete, an incredible person, and an incredible patriot. So I am wishing him the best of luck and can't say enough good things about Levi Williams. So I'm rooting for Utah State for the rest of the season because of him. All right. Um, if you have any reaction to anybody that I have commended, you are welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Next hour, Noam Layden is back. We will get a uh, an update from him on what's going on in the world of news. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Four open lines if you want to comment. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. 
other side of midnight with Frank Morano. If you ever want to know what kind of music we're playing on the show, we do post it in our Facebook group. Just go on Facebook and search Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Radio Fans and Haters. It's also a great way to connect to uh, other people that are listening to the show and have uh, an exchange of views about the content that we have on the show. You want to give me a call, uh, now's the time. We've got four open lines at 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Let me say hello to the original Rick in New Jersey. Hello, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Frank. Good morning. morning. About about cutting the cable. I'm, <clears throat> I've been threatening myself to do this for a while. But, but you know, uh, I, I and it First of all, I can't afford it like you, and I'm outraged at their pricing strategies. I have to pay $29 for a sports package to get a couple of my mystery channels. I don't watch sports, but oh, you got to go to tier three to get those mystery channels. So you got to <laughs> buy our sports package. It's like what? So now I'm paying, like you said, $175, and I only watch a certain amount of channels. So I've I've, I've now got Prime, HBO, uh, Tubi, Freebie, Peacock. What scares me is I can't record, and I haven't figured out a viable way. There are, I heard, third-party things, but they're not easy to set up to get, like, to record your HBO. And I, I need to record. I can't watch everything when it's on live, and and that's what's been keeping me from doing it. Can you figure out a way to record? Because then I'll cut the cord tomorrow. No, I, I even we still have cable. I mean, it's through we have Spectrum cable, but it's through Apple TV. We can't even figure out how to record through that. We we tried to get a DVR, but apparently it's not compatible with Apple TV. Right, so, right. so no, I I don't I, I don't know. But uh, I wish I wish I could help you there. If you find it out, Rick, let me know because no, I, I, know, I think I, I think that's the direction it, we're going. They're diabolical in the way they make you. They force you to pay a whole bunch of money to get one or two more channels. By the way, on Prime, do you have Prime? By the way, yes. Yeah. Okay. For ninety nine cents, there's a thing called the best TV ever. That's what it's called, the best TV ever. It's fifty of the oldest TV shows. You know, like. Uh, that you like suspense and the uh, Mercury Theater and all the ones from the early fifties that you can't find anywhere. It's worth it for ninety nine cents. Well, um, it's called the best TV ever. That's the name of the channel. It's a subscription that you you get, you know, on your Prime. It's a one time fee, or it's a uh... no, 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 ninety nine cent a month. A month, okay. All right, yeah, well... but it's only ninety nine cent for fifty of you, you, you know, all the old ones. That you, you can't find anywhere, you know. Well, I'm looking at a lot of these shows. I feel like a lot of these shows are on Antenna TV or MeTV. Some of them, but not the real old ones. I'm yeah, there's some good stuff ones. here, actually. 
You got the old. You Jack, saw it. You're yeah, I'm at looking at it now. Oh. They got uh, Dick Van Dyke, uh, Dragnet, Jack Benny Show, Burns and Allen. Yeah, there's some well, good yeah, shows. But, but even 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 low, but even more obscure than that. Way 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 down. Like yeah. the, the, the stuff that you can't. You know, uh, <clears throat> uh, Pete and Gladys. Just weird stuff that you can't find. Oh, anymore. Milton Berle. That's not something you see on a lot. Yeah, some good stuff here. All right, well, I'll look into this one. I'll, I will. Uh, th- thank you, Rick. I, tr- yeah. I, although I'm trying to reduce. Monthly expenses, not uh, not increase them, but I appreciate it. All right, eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. If you want to comment, eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Then, um, so speaking of uh, expenses and so forth, so we had a very very good weekend on Saturday. You know, last year my mom, what we had said we wanted for Carmine's first birthday is, you know, because you get all these toys and. A lot of times all these toys are just lost on a one-year-old. And he already had so many toys. He still does. So we said to uh, the family and the friends that we invited to his first birthday a year ago, we said what we would prefer is uh, to spend money on an experience, get him an experience. So, uh, for instance, somebody got him a zoo membership. Uh, Somebody else got him uh, a membership to the uh, Children's Museum. You know, fun stuff like that. And uh, my mom... She had this uh, great idea to take him on a holiday, a Christmas and holiday train ride in New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's an old-fashioned train, and Santa Claus is on there, and there's music and hot chocolate, and it's really fun. Unfortunately, last year he was very sick when we, I mean, when we were supposed to go. He had the flu and was not in a position to to travel. So my mom was able to get a credit to have us go this year. So we went there on Saturday, and I really love this town of New Hope, Pennsylvania. I'm not sure if you've ever been there. It reminded me a little bit of Cape May in terms of its charm. Not, obviously, the beaches and stuff, but the kind of shops they have there. It looked like, and, uh, you know, we went there for the train ride and had had lunch, but Rachel and I were saying that uh, we wouldn't mind spending a whole weekend there. It looks like a a great little town. There was not chain restaurants on every single corner. There was, uh, it was really, really nice. It was ni- nice little shops, beautiful scenery. Everything was decked out for Christmas. And they had this train, which really was so much fun. I really recommend it. It was, you know, it was great. And uh, we, we were in this car and uh, Santa Claus comes. You get a picture with Santa and there's uh, refreshments. It's really a lot of fun. Now, my mom, especially when it comes to either me or her only grandchild, is she spares no expense. She's the most generous person in the world, actually with everybody, but especially with her son and her grandson. And so uh, whatever the most expensive ticket package was for this train, she got that. Now, for it was five of us. It was myself, Rachel... Uh, Carmine, our son, and then uh, my mom and her significant other, Jim. And I'm not even going to tell you how much it was for five tickets, but it was a great deal of money. I mean, I, I was floored when I told when she told me that she spent this amount of money. And um, next year I told her we can get a much more basic package because – Really, the fun for Carmine is just being on the train, seeing Santa and everything. And you get to do that no matter where you're sitting. But we're in this very expensive, souped-up car. So, 
They, we get on board right on the, uh, the early part of the train ride. Beautiful scenery. They gave us each a cup of hot chocolate, which is great. It totally fits with the vibe. It's an old school train. It's from the 40s. Dwight Eisenhower actually campaigned on this train in 1952. And uh, they, at one time it had bulletproof glass, although the glass was replaced in 2004, so it's no longer bulletproof. A great history of the train and uh, a lot of these guys have been there, the guys that work on the train, 30, 40 years. It's really wonderful. So we're um, we're on the train ride. They give us each a hot chocolate. And then this guy comes around, and he's holding a bottle of Bailey's. So he says, hey, you know, that hot chocolate's great, but maybe let me put a little Bailey's in there, and it'll be even better. And so we said, sure. And we each got, not Carmine, but the four adults, each got a drop. And when I say a drop, I mean a drop of Bailey's in our hot chocolate. It's, no exaggeration here, less than what would be in a shot. So he pours a little bit into uh, all our hot chocolates. Right. Offers us snacks. Oh, bro- brought us all a cookie. Beautiful, delightful chocolate chip cookie. It's great. We're having a good time. Guy comes. He's playing the banjo. Carmine's loving it. And um, I, I, my, uh, I, I think I, I shared some, uh, some photos on Instagram. If not, I will. I know my wife did. I don't think she has. She has privacy settings because she was had her Instagram hacked. I'll share uh, some photos on my Instagram at Morano Vision. M O R A N O Vision. He, we had a wonderful time. Carmine's in his Christmas sweater, and we had a, he had a blast. So then someone comes around. The same guy comes around and says, hey, uh, would you like a mimosa or a Bloody Mary or a poinsettia? I said, hey, remind me. What, and I know my drinks pretty well, but what's a poinsettia? And uh, he says, it's a glass of champagne with some cranberry juice in it. So I said, that sounds great. I'll take one. My wife says, all right, well, that sounds pretty refreshing. I'll take one, too. So my my wife gets a poinsettia. I had one. My mom gets a Bloody Mary. He comes back with these drinks, gives us all one, one of our drinks. And they're not big drinks. But, yeah, that's nice. So I go to tip this guy because I figure that's nice. He's really going out of his way to be hospitable. And my mom, she stops me as I'm reaching for my wallet. She says, no, 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 This is my treat. I'm going to pay. So she takes out a 20 and tips him $20. And the guy said, thank you very much. Very nice. We tip the banjo player, too. I think, you know, he got a 10 spot. Pretty good, you know. He's giving us hot chocolate, snacks, cookies, uh, these drinks. Wonderful ride, wonderful atmosphere. Everybody's very kind, very friendly. So then towards the end of the train ride, he comes out and brings uh, two bills, two bills. He brings a bill for the three drinks that he poured Rachel, my mom, and me. How much do you think, just those three drinks, two points set is one Bloody Mary, how much do you think they were? $84. $84. Now, I mean, 
I don't know that, I, I mean, he didn't ask, do you want to purchase a drink? He didn't ask, do you want to see a drink menu? He didn't ask, do you want to buy a drink? He said, hey, how about a mimosa, Bloody Mary, or a poinsettia? $84, I can promise you. Um, I would not have drank this. Not, you know, not that $84 is going to make or break us, but... You know, I think we all assume that because it was such a an expensive train ride that this drink was going to be free. So uh, I don't think any of the three of us would have purchased these drinks had we known it wasn't complimentary. Fine. Then we look at the bill for this drop of Baileys that he poured into our hot chocolate. Now there's four of us that had a drop of Baileys in our hot chocolate. How much do you think that was? for four drops of Baileys and $84 for three drinks. Floored. Floored. Do you remember that time that I uh, accidentally purchased two two glasses of Macallan 15 for something like 100 bucks? My friend John had to end up, uh, you know, he offered to buy me a drink. And I think that was the last time he ever offered to buy me a drink. That's kind of how I felt. I mean, I think, and I've always felt this way with waiters at restaurants and stuff. If you're going to, if you're going to offer specials, you should say how much the special is. I also think if you're asking someone, do you want a drink when they're already on something that they've, that they've, paid a lot of money for, I think you should make clear that the drinks, that you have to pay for the drinks. I, I mean, it's a little, I thought it was a little dishonest, to be honest. So, I, I don't know if you think I'm overreacting. I mean, look, I, I didn't pay anyway. My mom did, but I didn't want to see her get bilked. So I thought that was kind of crummy, to be honest. Again, great train ride, great town. We fell in love with this town, and uh, we would like to make this train ride an annual tradition. But And I endorse this. I'm, I recommend this. If you can get tickets to go, I think it's a lot of fun. But just know that if you go, that Bailey's, which he's offering to pour in your hot chocolate, that is not free. Not free. Matt Blaze, what do you think? Am I out of line in, uh, in, in expecting to be told that you have to purchase these drinks? No, that's a little ridiculous. $84 for four drinks? No, no, for three drinks. For three drinks, and then like 12 bucks per drop of Bailey's. Yes, yes. And the fact that he kind of just nonchalantly said, hey, how about a drink? Right. And you were just like, right. sure. Like, not even thinking like, oh, would you like to see a drink menu, which right. would then sh- say, well, okay. Prices, presumably. Right, there's prices, but... When they asked you for a drink, what, did he recommend the drink? Is that why you drank what you did? Or? Yeah, he made it sound like this is what they have. It's uh, point. Well, first of all, he walked out holding a bottle of Bailey's when, when everyone's having hot chocolate. And the people behind us, too, they were at a table, poured them some. No talk of a bill. No showing of a bill. Yeah, that, that that's a little shady in that right? way to like walk out with the bottle. Go, hey, who would like some Bailey's? Because I would never think that you would get charged for that if they're walking out with the bottle offering it to you. Right. No, I mean, if I knew what I was paying for, maybe I'd say, all right, no, bring me some peppermint schnapps instead.
Well, yeah, now you know. You got to be like, oh, is there a charge for that? Yeah. Well, no, but seriously, I guess you know you have to ask everywhere now because uh, I never would have dreamed that uh, that we were being charged for this. I mean, because it was a special car that we were in, and it was almost like a first-class kind of car. I don't think that's what they call it, but I don't know. Tell me if you think I'm out of line. 800-848-9222. Tony, you, you with us? Uh, I mean, I'm not out of line being perturbed by that, am I? No, you're not. That's ridiculous, mm. man. I think so. I'm not paying $84 for three drinks, okay? No, I, I I'm not doing it. That, you're not by yourself. I wouldn't pay that at like a, a Manhattan high-priced bar or lounge somewhere. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's almost like, like you're on an airplane, like you're stuck, like you have to get the drink. Exactly. Like, right. man, you didn't have to get the drink. I mean, yeah, it's you an hour train ride. Else. An hour right. train ride. Wait till, <laughs> wait till we get to land. Right. And, and reasonably priced drinks. So, so that's that. But we had a great time nonetheless. Honestly, thank if my mom's listening, thank you to her. And um, Carmine really enjoyed it. You know, it was one of those things where he fell asleep in the car and slept only for about an hour in the car as we were driving there. So he was a little cranky at the beginning of the trip, but his mood really, um, really turned around. Um, he really had such a, a wonderful time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share some of these photos on my uh, Instagram right now at uh, Morano Vision. That's M O R N O Vision. Uh, Lisa is in Manhattan. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? I am dandy. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say that sounds like love bombing, you know, like doing all those great things for you and then bam, that big bill at the end, you know? You know, I never heard that term, love bombing. (laughs) I never heard it too until I go on the internet and you hear all these foolish ways people talk about things, you know? I like that. Yeah, they call it love bombing. They pour all this love on you to get what they want. So they were treating me so great. Oh, how about this? Would you like this? Oh, enjoying it? How's your drink? You like that? And then boom, he, his interest was to get what he wanted from you, to get that increase in that tip and all that other stuff. But at the end, you he um, sneaked that in. He didn't tell you, inform you, and you yeah. know, up front what he wanted yeah i mean again and that's that's my problem with it i mean it's not my problem is not really that it was so expensive it's that i felt it was a little dishonest where he makes you think it's free and then and then it's not that's that's my beef with it yes and i the reason i called i i called about sports of course but that also happened to me at cvs they said do you want ten dollars off you can get it. I'm like, you know, that sounds good. And then he's asking for my um, phone number. And, and next thing you know, he's trying to sign me up for an app. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stop. I do not want your app. So just charge me the regular price. Oh, so they were going to give you $10 off yes. if only when, you went with one of their things. Yes, app, yes. Okay. Well, I uh, yeah, it is same vein as same vein. Lisa, thank you for the call. Oh, I'm sorry if you had another comment. I didn't know. 800-848-9222. Bill is in Baltimore. Hi, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Great. Uh, I, I thought the guy was definitely dishonest with uh, charging you for those drinks, man. And uh, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, you bought a package, and you know he comes out and offers it. You know, I, I would think it was, like, all-inclusive. Right. Well, that's certainly what we thought, uh, but I guess that, that that's one of the reasons I'm mentioning it, so that um, 
so that people know that uh, that it's absolutely not. So, but it's still a fun ride. I de- definitely recommend it. Jimmy on Staten Island. Hi. Hi, Frank. It's Jimmy. You know the guy with the broken neck. Yes. I saw you at the rally. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you, Jimmy. I need another pen, Frank. But let me tell you about this guy on the track. I would have pulled the emergency brake. <laughs> now, you said you don't mind because, you know, your mother was paying. No, this, no, I didn't say I, I didn't mind. I don't anybody I, thinks. I didn't say I didn't mind. I'm a mind. mama's boy. Yeah, I didn't I say I I love my mother. I would have said, oh. What are you charging my mother? You came out. Do you want this? Do you want that? Well, and now she, I got to pay for your offering? She didn't tell me until after we got off the train. Ah. Well, that's, that's a, that puts a different light on it. But I don't care what you say. How beautiful the town of You know why it's beautiful? Because they're mariuling everybody. And that's how they can keep the electric <laughs> lights on and do this and do that. Carmine had a good experience. Go somewhere else. Because they're robbing the people. That's how I feel, Frankie. I well, love you. Thank you, Jimmy. You know, again, it's my my issue is tr- truth in advertising. You know, don't make people think they're getting something for free. And you know, the, that other caller, Lisa, used the term "love bombing," which I, I I have to be honest, I never heard. I think that's great. You ever, you familiar with that term, Matt? No, I never heard. I that like either. that because I know a lot of guys. It's, and God's honest truth, it has never happened to me. Where you'll be in Atlantic City, that's where I've seen this occur most times, and you'll be at a bar, and the person will think that this pretty girl at the bar, sometimes pretty, sometimes not, is um, is trying to flirt with them or, you know, just likes them, when in actuality, this is an escort that if they want to continue to enjoy her company, they're going to have to pay. And I know a lot of guys that have gotten tricked and think that this girl is chatting this fella up because she really likes him. When that's not the case. She would talk to anybody like that. 800-848-9222. Isabel is in Manhattan. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Frank. Um, oh, that guy with the drink, that, that was a ripoff. That wasn't fair. And then you feel bad about the whole thing. You know? Yeah, that again, we had, a, we had a great time. Um, and don't misunderstand me. That was just the one right. aspect of it that was, I, I found, out of character with the wholesome holiday nature of it. Yeah, yeah. But then it makes you feel wrong. Like, like, what are you, are you questioning yourself? You know, you, it makes you question yourself that why are you being bothered by the but this was wrong. I think it was wrong. Yeah, I'm with you, Isabel. Thank you. Um, by the way, if there's anybody that thinks I'm out of line here, you, you know what it is? You, you know what also? The guy took the $20 that we gave him. And um, rather than say something like, oh, no, 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 maybe you can give that to me when the bill comes or something along those lines. Like, so he took the $20 and then gave us this bill for $84 and $54, respectively. I can promise you, now, we would have still tipped him, but had we known we were paying $54 for a drop of Bailey's and $84 for three three drinks, we're not tipping $20. Not by a long shot, not by a country mile. 800-848-9222. Joe is in New Jersey. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, Frank, Hi. Good evening. Uh, God bless you. But uh, I wouldn't have. I would have deducted the twenty dollars from that uh, 
the first bill, and I wouldn't have paid the Bailey's bill, and I would have said, you are not getting any more money out of me. It's $64. Take it or leave it. Kick me off the train. That's it. I'm out of here. Sue me. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do that. I mean, you know, we're, I, I am certainly conflict-averse. Um, and, um, you know, my mother, she likes to get along with everybody, too. She doesn't like getting ripped off. But, um, you know, I, I just, just tell us. That's it. Just tell us. This is how much drinks are. Do you want to see a drink menu? Either of those would have been clues that this is not free. 800-848-9222. We'll continue with your calls in a moment. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Hey, we have an update on those mummies. You know those alien mummies that we told you about that were a big deal in Mexico that we brought you a lot of information on? Well, there's an update on what these alien mummies are. I'll give it to you straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano. Till the top of the hour. This is the other side of midnight. Uh, Aaron wrote to me on face on uh, Instagram, saying, "Was there a service charge?" No, it was very. You know, I, I think he just wrote out a bill. You know, just basically wrote in the number eighty four and number fifty four. You don't even want to know how much it costs us to park there. I mean, it, they did very well, as uh, I think one of the callers mentioned. That Christmas spirit costs a whole lot of money. All right. I did want to mention this because it's a story we've been following. See, I thought I was going to sneeze. I turned off my microphone because I thought I was going to sneeze, but I did not. So if I sneeze on air, you know why. Two months have passed since the unprecedented display of what was described as inhuman bodies that were claimed to be extraterrestrial. They were presented in glass cases to Mexican politicians in Mexico City's Congress. Recently, another hearing was held by Mexico's Congress where researchers testified to the authenticity of the Peruvian mummies with three fingers, suggesting they could be evidence of non-human life forms. However, they hesitated to confirm whether these remains were indeed from aliens. Is their reluctance stemming from concerns over the consequences? So during the congressional hearing in Mexico... The UFO expert Jamie Masson unveiled these two alleged alien bodies 
which are fossilized remains said to be a thousand years old. He was speaking under oath, and he said these specimens do not belong to our terrestrial evolution. They were not creatures discovered after a UFO crash. Instead, they were found in diatom mines and later transformed into fossilized mummies. So Masson informed Congress that DNA testing showed over 30% of the samples had unknown characteristics not found in any known species. The research indicated that the mummies were made up of a single skeleton and not human in nature. Furthermore, Mexican researchers confirmed that the Peruvian mummies with three toes were authentic during the three-hour presentation of Congress, featuring several doctors testifying to the existence of these previously living entities. It's important to note that this researcher, Mr. Masson, has something of a reputation as a charlatan. He made similar claims about six years ago in Peru, but there was a report by the Peruvian prosecutor's office. It revealed that these bodies were, in fact, um, you know, genuine. So um, they provided, Masson has provided a group of doctors who have now confirmed the biological existence of the mummies and posited their extraterrestrial origin. So anthropologist Roger Zuniga from Peru stated these beings are real. No human intervention was involved in their physical and biological formation. I don't know what it is. But I thought this was interesting. Again, this is not somebody that has the most credibility because of his previous track record. But I thought it was interesting that apparently there are some experts that are backing this up. I just linked to the um, the article from the Jerusalem Post on my Facebook page if you want to read it. Facebook.com slash MoranoFan. But there is apparently confirmation these Mexican alien mummies are not human. And I, I got Carmine photos on Instagram if you want to look. Keep asking questions.